Carrie and Tommy about to go off. The Carrie and Tommy podcast is the gift that keeps on giving. This Christmas, why not give a great gift from Chemist Warehouse? Their Christmas fragrance sale is on now. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. And Tommy Little. This is Carrie and Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to your Monday afternoon. No Tommy Little today, so we got Pete Hellier joining us. Welcome, Hello. Pete. Hey, Carrie. Hey, team. Hey, everyone. Great to be here. Should have carpooled today. <laughs> no, I did. We live minutes apart. Yeah. And. Um, I texted you a little bit too late. Yeah. I said we should carpool. No, You're like, I'm, I'm still I'm, at home. I'm, 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 I'm I just didn't really want to carpool. <laughs> no, you want to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got in there early. You get in there early. You break all the stories. You sit at your computer. Wrong you know. show. That was the project. <laughs> I'm not breaking any stories on this show. <laughs> uh, we do have a big show coming up. Um, 50K time game. <gasps> I've got a good feeling about this today. Do you? Today's the day, I reckon. Oh, we will mm. be playing that very soon. I'm going to tell you how I went up the mountain uh, yesterday, Point to Pinnacle, mm. and how much we raised, thanks to you guys who are listening now. But also an incredible music performance. Uh, one of my favourite songs at the moment, Therapy. Uh, Budra is coming to perform live, fresh off his Arias performance. He was amazing at the Arias. Yes, and he'll be just as amazing, I'm sure, in with us very soon. So heaps to come on the show this afternoon. Carrie and Tommy. Your Monday afternoon, it is Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. No Tommy today, so we've got Pete Hellier filling in. And coming up very soon, we're going to play the time game, which could be worth $50,000 today. So I often get a sore neck and back, and I've been putting it down to my pillow for a long time. Okay, you realise we're doing a radio show right now? This, is, this does not sound like content. <laughs> and on the weekend, I was with my mum, and I had to pass her my handbag. She was away with me. And she was like, oh, my God, Carrie. I said, what, did you carry that round? I was like, yeah. And I realised that I think I might overpack my handbag. Have a little, just come around here, Pete. Well, Have I'm a little. Just, it's a, I had a look at it and it is, that's not a handbag, it's a duffel bag. <laughs> it is, um, that's just, I take that in. That's, that's all day, every day, right? And no wonder I'm like lopsided. There's carry-on that's smaller than that. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't fit in the little yeah. jet star. <laughs> <laughs> And I reckon it's way overweight. <laughs> I reckon that's 10 kilos. Yeah. It is so heavy. And so this morning I thought, just get rid of some of the stuff in there. You don't need to carry it all around with you. And so I started pulling the stuff out and then I thought, oh, you guys want to hear what's in my handbag, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> what's in Carrie's bag? Whoa. Apparently that's a reference that I don't understand the lettuce bit. But anyway, um... <laughs> how are you doing that at Snoopers? Giving up the, uh, <laughs> the smoke, Carrie. The reason that I don't you you started the drinking thing, 
Do you remember when you used well, to say it, I was it, drunk on the project all the time? People started getting it, very defensive. I, inter- I intervened. Uh, it was an intervention. It wasn't I an intervention. I needed to say something. You intervened once you painted a wrong picture and then you started saying, oh, everybody, don't make Carrie out to be an alcoholic after you made me out to be an alcoholic. Anyway, I It'd be thought, easier to understand you if you weren't slurring. I'll just, I'll just say that. There is mums the world over that will open their handbags and be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not weird that I would have what I have in my handbag because handbags collect the strangest stuff when you've got kids. So I thought I'd There's just a have a little. There's a whole bag in that bag. <laughs> It's like a babushka bag. Yeah, this is a babushka doll bag. <laughs> <my> bag. <laughs> bags within bags. Okay, so I'm going to tell you some of the random stuff I've Can found you... in there. So there's a um, there's oh, a, oh. <laughs> a block of chocolate, chocolate, but it's out oh. of its packet. Yeah. So it's just the block, like it's just the actual the loose floating chocolate, just a half a block of Cadbury. Yep. There's a letter to letter to Santa. And also, yeah, it looks I got like to post been in that Santa. Got to get it there. It's got, that, it's got no stamp on it. It's got no stamp on it. I know. I've got to so go get the stamp. Is that for 2023 or 2022? Mm. No. <laughs> it was just written on the weekend. Thank you very much. Um, there is a hairbrush. There's a what's that? That's a sour grape thing that you lick. Uh, no. Oh, that looks like roll-on deodorant. Yeah. Yeah, it's roll-on deodorant, but it's actually like because uh, <laughs> it's a like a lolly thing where you lick it and it's like sour grape. I don't. Uh, think you're <laughs> how long? How long has that been in there? There's a Pez dispenser. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. There is. Oh, there's gobstoppers. There's little. Oh, there's some socks. If you need socks, guys, anyone? Feel who, you, first of all, you don't wear socks. So whose socks are they? It's my will. I love that some of the stuff is surprising you. Why are you you walking around with your will? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that's listed in a will is also in that bag. There is something, there's so much more. There's like, yeah, anyway, there's stuff rolling have you around. Found, have you found stuff that you can't talk about? Yeah, it's like, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tampons that are out of their, just to be clear, oh. out of their wrapper but not you. Sorry, I realised if I left it as tampons out of my, but there is something I discovered in here that I think my kids must have put in there because I certainly haven't, but it's not the place for it. Um, it's a bit dangerous. Um, and I thought on 131060, I would get you guys to guess the item in my handbag. It is a single item and it is metal is the clue I'm going to give you. Okay. It doesn't belong in a handbag. <laughs> and I don't reckon there's anyone that would have, uh, you'd carry, you'd maybe have it in a handbag if you were going to like a festival or um, yeah, to a park for a gathering. <laughs> That's the clue I'm going to give you, 131060. What is in my handbag? <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. The time game is coming up very soon this afternoon. It could be worth $50,000, all thanks to Nivea Sun. That is Carrie and Tommy driving you home. But we don't have Tommy the Savo. We've got Pete Hellier filling in. And what are we doing right now, Jesse? We're doing this. What's in Carrie's bag? Whoa! Oh, looks like vodka. What's in Carrie's bag? Whoa! Oh, actually, is that lettuce? No, that's not lettuce. Good reckon, luck to everyone here. I reckon my bag... <laughs> Would have um, E. coli. Oh, <laughs> there's too much food without wrappers floating oh, so around. So much. Like, well, during the break, look at all the Maltesers around the bottom. Yeah, a box of out. Maltesers, oh. but specifically an open box of Maltesers. <laughs> so they're all rolling around the bottom of the bag. It's so gross. Are there rats in there? Not yet, but 
tomorrow. Oh, you never know. Yeah, we discovered some random things in there. Socks. Um, I've got a letter Your to will. Santa. I've got my will. I've got lots of things. But there's one item that I, I, my, I swear my kids have put this in there because I did not put it in there. Um, it does not belong in my handbag. And I reckon it could be weighing me down a little bit. That's what I'm saying. However, it could come in handy. I'll give you a little clue. If all of a sudden I needed to be in a fight. But you said you'd take this to a festival. Could take it to a festival or a fight. I love that you could could take it to a festival or a fight and your kids saw it and went, yeah, mum needs this in her bag. (laughs) Carrie loves going to music festivals and is starting. Just starting. Punching on with people. Punching on. Michael, what's in my handbag? G'day, guys. How are you? Well, you've thrown me now because I rung up before yep. you started talking about it. So, what were you I'm thinking? Say, oh, I'm going to say a metal bottle opener, just for a sneaky little brewski on the oh, side. That's definitely in there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the hip flask is, but not the bottle opener. <laughs> no, it is metal, though, Michael. You were right. It is metal, but no, it's not a bottle opener. Oh, you've thrown me then, yeah. I but I'm not surprised because my wife's bag's exact same. I reckon there's a Facebook page around this. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a swapsie. Like I could give women something in my bag and they can have something in my – I could give them my will, you know. <laughs> do you ever take this through an airport? Like how do you, how are you yeah, I just came back on the weekend from being away. Is it, something you're, that you're, you not, you're not afraid with. they're asking you to take stuff out of this? <laughs> oh, this is, this is stressful. It's stressful just looking at it. Kelsey, what do you reckon's in my bag? Yeah, okay. So at first I thought maybe a metal flask. <laughs> um, but now you've said you fight with it, so I don't know about that. So I'm a bit thrown by it. She does Carrie like to drink turn, a bit before yeah. her fights. And, and Carrie can turn anything into a weapon. She really can. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Is it that? <laughs> no, it is. Kelsey, what's in your bag? Have you got a gross bag like me or are you you keep yourself tidy? Yeah. No, of right. Of course, yeah. What's it's the most nice, random yeah. thing you think you found in there over the years? Oh, well, I work in childcare, so I end up with a lot of random bits and pieces in there. Like, it'll be a random dinosaur or something. (laughs) I remember, I reckon for about five hours one day, asking Addie over and over and over again if she'd either done a fart or done a poo in her pants until I realised that it was the dirty nappy I was still carrying around. Oh, my God. (laughs) The poor thing I'd accused her, I reckon, 20 times. I said, Addie, you've definitely done it. She's like, I haven't. What about Katie? (laughs) (laughs) Are you there, Katie? Yes, hello. How are you going? Yeah, good. What's in my handbag? Well, the reason why I think it's in your handbag is because I've got two boys Mm -hmm. and I found this in my handbag, but I probably wouldn't use it as a weapon. (laughs) I was thinking it was a cheese grater. Okay, so Katie, she does fight dirty. it's not a cheese grater, <laughs> but you were very, very close. I think you're the closest we're going to get. In my handbag, I found oh a God. cheese knife, Katie, with the little oh curved end and the little prongs on the end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've had a cheese grater. You could use it as a weapon, but you might do a bit of damage. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to attack someone with a cheese grater. They wouldn't see that coming, would they? But no, no, I don't know how this is in there. And producer Pip just said a really interesting thing Mm. because I was on a plane last night. So either that was in my bag and it did not get picked up on the plane or it's only been added to my bag by my kids this morning. But why have I got a cheese knife? Why are you taking it to a festival as well? 
Well, maybe we want cheese and bickies. <laughs> <The festival. laughs> Carrie loves going to music festivals, starting a fight, and then having cheese and bickies. She's always doing that. Carrie and Tommy. Yeah, that is where you're at for your Monday afternoon. No Tommy this afternoon, though. So we've got Pete Hellier filling in. And strap yourself in, Pete, because mm. this one gets a bit weird. You've come. <laughs> well, weird, but mm. also ching. Ooh, yeah. You've come mm. on a f- good day, Pete. Yep. Will it be a 50K day, I though? I reckon it will be. We will find out next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Driving you home for your Monday afternoon. It's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. No Tommy today, so we've got Pete Hellier filling in, and it's time to find out if today is a 50K day. It's the best competition in radio. This is the best competition you've ever had. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Carrie and Tommy's time game. Oh, mate, you make our dreams come true. All you need to do is say stop. Stop. On exactly five seconds. For a limited time only, Carrie and Tommy are playing every day. And that's not all. At random, the prize will jackpot to 50k. Will today be a 50k day? Let's find out. Because today's jackpot is... (gasps) $2,300! End of year cash bonanza. Powered by Nivea Sun. The sun can harm, dry out your skin and contribute to premature skin ageing. So be sure to shield your skin this summer with Nivea Sun Protect and Moisturise SPF 50 Plus Sunscreen. Always follow the directions for use. Have you been here for the time game before? I have. Have have. you? And how did you go last time? Did we play it with you last time? Yeah, I think I nailed it. Well, you did because we remember if you nailed it. I won $50,000. Have a quick game. Say start. Jess is going to say start. You say stop in exactly five seconds. Ready and go. Start. Stop. What? (laughs) Bang. Done. That's like two. You know, it was like two seconds. You know, we had five seconds. Fifi on the show last week, and yeah. she set a new record for the worst ever. Has he even yeah. topped that? Beaten at two point seven zero. Sorry, I'm on painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? We're going to play uh, that later. I hope so. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's the only reason I'm here. Yeah, Beck, how are you? Yeah, I'm packing bricks, but I'm You're good. You're packing bricks. <laughs> well, after that terrible performance by Pete Hellier, you can only do better than that, Beck. Okay. I was trying Hopefully. to keep the show. I was trying to keep the show moving. Is that what you're trying yes. to do? Um, a couple of things you need to know. Beck would know about this. Um, you've watched Game of Thrones, yeah? Yes. Because we um, kick those that lose out the moon door. Moon door. Yeah. I didn't know what the moon door was till a month ago. Still don't really understand, but that's what happens. Down to the, the Plus, dark rocks underneath. Death. Are you yeah. aware that that's a ferret pressing the button? Yeah, I'm a ferret. You yeah. are. Right. Yeah. Pete knows because I mean I'm looking at a ferret right now. Yeah. Okay. Jesse walked out and the other Jesse, the ferret, walked in. <laughs> Beck, are you ready to play? I think so, yeah. Okay, it's passing you over to Jesse now. Start. Stop. That felt good. That mm. felt good. That'll be short for me. <laughs> How short? You'd hear that often, wouldn't you? Point. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, that felt very good Again, for me. You've got to keep things moving. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's short by 0.3 seconds. Is that what you reckon? Yep. How did Beck go, Jess? 4.90. Oh. Pretty close. Oh, oh, she's out the no- moon door. She's gone. <sighs> she's dead. I miss her. I miss her already. Yeah. <laughs> what about Clayton? Hey, Clayton. Hi. Oh, hey. hey. 
Are you ready? Oh, you ready? Oh, so I say start. Oh, no. You really just want to get to it. No okay, chit chat, Clayton. Start. What? No. No, we Clayton, say start. Clayton, you steal you my job. <laughs> <laughs> Can you push Clayton through the moon door before he starts? Okay, go on, take charge then, go on. <laughs> I still don't feel in oh, charge. Don't irritate me, Clayton, because, you know, got a... I've got power. Mm. <laughs> got a cheese knife as well. Oh, got a cheese knife as well. He's gone quiet. Did you push him out the moon door already? <laughs> You there, Clayton? Yes, I'm waiting. Ready. Oh, all right, all right. Let's stop talking to Clayton. Clayton's in the library. He needs talk, to talk. Uh, I'm going to pass you over to Jesse now. Start. Stop. Felt a bit short. Mm, yeah, I reckon it's short by about half a second. Clayton, how did out. you feel you went? I will find out pretty soon, though, I think. <laughs> oh, you're really pissing me off. <laughs> how did Clayton go? Pete's bang on. It was 4.58. There we go. Boot him hard. <laughs> Tom Gleason over there. <laughs> Do you want to go okay. to our next person? Yeah. Uh, let's go back. Let's go to Hannah. Are you there, Hannah? Hey. How are you, Hannah? Good. How are you feeling about the five seconds? Oh, I'm a bit nervous. Mm. <laughs> Everyone's so strange today, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I think we've all lost our minds. Carrie's drinking Definitely. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm passing you Jesse. Start. Stop. Oh, that's short. It's so short. That's short. That's short, by, that's short by about three seconds. Oh, no. No. Nah. <laughs> 4.43. Yeah. That's okay, so producers have promised us that Amanda, who we're about to go to now, is half decent. Amanda, oh. <laughs> are you half decent, Amanda? <laughs> yes, hopefully I am. <laughs> the chat hasn't been that good in our um, segment today. What have you got for us? Oh my God, what have I got for you? I'm mm. as nervous as hell. I need my children to go to Kid Leroy, so I need the money. <gasps> I hear, mm. I hear. We all love Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This could be the thing that gets you to Kid Leroy. Well, 2200 bucks. That'll, yeah. that'll get yeah. you a few tickets. How many yeah. kids you got, Amanda? Just two, so it'll get three of us there, and it yes. might even get us into a bit of a VIP zone. Ooh. Oh, yeah. well, I'm wishing you all the luck, Amanda. I'm passing you over to Jesse now. Go, Amanda. Thank you. Start. Stop. <gasps> that felt great. Pretty good. That felt good. That felt Kid Leroy good. Pretty good. Yeah, yep. Jesse, ferret. Boy, <laughs> four point six two. Oh, oh, God! It's a short fall for everyone today, isn't it? Yeah, they really. It's, been, it's quite abrupt. I think it might be because it's piling up, so they don't have as far to fall. Oh, they're falling on other, other previous <laughs> contestants. Fifty <laughs> yeah. k oh, tomorrow, though, possibly. Potentially, if you would like to play carryintommy.com.au, it's all thanks to Nivea Sun, your go-to for sun protection. Time to be sun smart. Always follow the directions for use. Carrie and Tommy. Around the country for your Monday afternoon, it's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy a little bit. No Tommy today. We've got Pete Hellier filling in. Yes. And yesterday I conquered the Point to Pinnacle Mountain. Well done. Oh, and you 
got your running shoes. You ain't it was the most incredible day. I was so anxious and nervous about doing it. I hadn't been training. We got the amazing Ned Brockman on board to come and he motivated me and 4,000 others up that mountain. He's like a little energizer bunny. And it was the most incredible moving day. Um, we had friends who we have lost along the way and many who are battling brain cancer now um, with us on that mountain. I wore a, a t-shirt with Johnny Ruffo's face on the back. Um, and a couple of days ago, I wasn't going to fundraise. And on this show um, and on my socials, we launched the um, Everybody's Got a Fiver campaign, just saying we know times are tough, but if you do have five bucks to throw towards this, we would greatly appreciate it. We are trying to find a cure for brain cancer. And um, just from that initial bit, we have raised over $210,000. Amazing. But that is only part of the puzzle because there was an entire Carrie's Beanies for Brain Cancer team um, that were there fundraising individually, working towards what I think is the most we've ever raised in a Point to Pinnacle campaign and to tell us all about how much we've raised and the Everybody's Got a Fiver campaign because it was the brainchild of this man who is the CEO of Carrie's Beanies for Brain Cancer but also our Brain Cancer Centre where all the money we raise goes to. It's a centre where scientists are working day in, day out trying to find a cure and we welcome him now. It is Sam McGuan. Welcome. Hello, guys. Can you walk today? We should point out Sam um, ran up and back down. So he's insane. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That, um, look, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little ginger uh, this morning, but but very, very much heartful, head exploding with ideas for the next years and what else we can do, and um, just still riding the high, really, from doing what I, I'm still literally looking at the mountain here this morning from uh, Salamanca Place in in Hobart. And I can still see the top and it still doesn't quite feel real every time I look up. I go, really? Did we get up there? Did we all those did. other people get up there? Yeah, we did. Awesome. We left no one behind. Everybody came with us. And Sam, you are the man that came up with this Everybody's Got a Fiver campaign. And like me, you were nervous to ask for money because you'd raised money for last year's campaign. And then you decided this week to do it um, as well. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you and what made you say to me, Carrie, we've got to do something? Yeah, it's um, well, it was difficult because I think – for me, I always feel the responsibility to to do something. But this year, I made a conscious decision because I have asked before, as you and others, and Pete, in your charity work, you'll you'll know this feeling as well, is that 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 it's difficult to continue to um, ask for people's engagement. But on a Friday afternoon, I was having conversations with the family about a rapid autopsy program for a three-year-old who was dying in Brisbane um, of a shocking tumour called ATRT, which there's only three kids in Australia who have that. And I was in busy in my work and trying to help and trying to be of service. But then a picture of this little boy came through. His name was Henry Hugo Darvel. He was only three years old and it, uh, and it physically hit me in the chest. And I remember thinking, how dare you not ask for something, anything. It could be a dollar, it could be anything. And, and that physical response, you know, um, allowed me to have a conversation with the family, his mum and dad, um, Alex and Mark, and to ask if this year we could celebrate Henry in a way that, you know, was captive of his beautiful smile and put him out into the world and, and ask for people to respond to his story. And so um, the Everybody Has Got a Fiver campaign was one from last year that made it easy and made it, you know, doable for everyone because you don't have to have $100, you don't have to donate $50. But um, we put it out on a Monday on the train on the way home from work at four o'clock. And you know, by the time I got home at 
5.30, it had already raised $5,500. And I thought I'd raise $5,000 in five days. And so it was very obvious that this little boy was, mm. was going to take us somewhere really special. And Sam, how much money in the end did you raise? So as Carrie said, as a team, um, the, everybody got, has got a Fiverr campaign raised about 210 and still climbing because people are still finding $5 everywhere. It's amazing. But as a broader team of over 317 participants for CB for BC, we're just about to break through $560,000. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I thank each and every one of you who donated or even just liked or shared our post if you weren't in a position to donate. And everybody kept asking me, where does the money go? And I think with charities, people think it just goes often into the abyss and they never know. But Sam, just quickly before you let you go, can you... Help people understand exactly where that half a million dollars will be used in the next year. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a researcher this morning, one of our funded brain cancer researchers, who had to work for six months to establish a $600,000 grant that will last for four years to fund a project in her lab. So you think about the time taken by a really smart person to write a grant to get $600,000 over four years we're about to fund that project through the generosity of people who were inspired by Henry and others, fund an entire project at, at a research institute for four years, or we can fund multiple institute projects over the next year. Um, it just gives us so many ways in which we can you know, tackle this disease, find the next piece and, of the puzzle and continue to move us forward towards our vision, which is that one day no lives lost to this terrible disease. Sam, just before we did point to Pinnacle this year, you said you want to do something crazy um, next year where you want to go up and back five, it takes four hours to do, five times in a day because that's the height of Everest. And I said, you're insane. Now that you've done it yesterday, how do you feel about that little thing you put out there? <laughs> well, well, I said it personally to you and I wasn't probably going to say it on that today. But, um, but so Sophie, my wife, if you're hearing this for the first time, we'll talk about it when we get home. But you know what? I'm... I did some maths this morning and so, you know, I'm still considering it as, as crazy as that sounds, you know, this is a Mount Everest climb and I think we need to tackle it, you know, one step at a time and that's all that that thing takes is the mountain takes one step at a time, scientists go one experiment at a time, one new person, one new idea at a time and that might just be something that we start to think a little bit harder about, but I'm only going up those many times if you commit to coming back and doing it again at least once. Yeah, I'm certainly not doing it <laughs> I love you and the foundation, but not yeah. that much. <laughs> Sam, thank you for everything you do. Um, you are an integral part of the Brain Cancer Centre and Carrie's Beanies for Brain Cancer. Um, you're the heart and soul. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, see you next year. Thank you so much. And to everyone who contributed and liked and shared, as you said, it, it means a lot. Um, and we really appreciate it. And we take the responsibility to do this work really seriously. So thank you. Thanks, Sam. Carrie and Tommy. Driving you home for your Monday afternoon is Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. No Tommy today, so we've got Pete Hellier filling in. Yep, and it is time to welcome, and it's not Pete Hellier, our next musical guest. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Our next guest enchanted us last week with this performance at the Arias. You just need some He's collaborated with Ed Sheeran on the track Two Step. Baby, tell me, would you be the one, be my one? We'll go on. Nearing 10 million streams and supported Ed on his Aussie tour last year. And now in his biggest performance yet, he joins us live to perform on the Carrie and Tommy Show. Would you please welcome Butchera? Welcome. Thanks for having me. Lots of chats to have, but yeah. first of all, take it away. Thank you. 
this is therapy. When I say it's complicated, when I don't reciprocate it, baby, you lost your mind, you've lost your sanity, cause you're way too young and way too drunk to be saying you need my love when you just need some therapy. Can we clap yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. That was Put Your <laughs> One of my favorite songs going around. Your performance at the Arias was next level. Thanks so much. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. I really loved it. I was like, they I called me and I said, I'm gonna be Michael Jackson this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really it's so much fun and my band are incredible. I love them so much and they work everyone worked so hard on that performance and it yeah, it looked amazing. Well, I loved some of the feedback online, which always amuses me. Like the first <laughs> bit was it's refreshing to hear someone who can actually sing and hold a note. I mean, I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. They've said you don't need auto tune. No, you don't. Your voice is absolutely incredible. Uh, Jacob said the most underrated Aussie artist right now, uh, David best singer in Australian music. I mean, you are on fire. Thank you. <laughs> what, where, where where do you want to go from here? Like, what, what's in your sights? Um, well, my my dream is to, I, I always love watching Michael Jackson and, you know, John Farnham and seeing them play arenas and stadiums. And so that was, I guess, ever since I was a kid, it's been my dream just to perform. And um, I'm so blessed that I actually get to do it. Like, it's really, <laughs> I never ever thought it would happen, and but it has, so... Well, yeah. it was, I mean, hearing you sing in the studio, um, like, is that nerve-wracking? Is that is that harder to play to two or three people in a room <laughs> where bopping. Carrie's waving her iPhone <laughs> with the torch on right in front of your face yeah. or, or like a bigger crowd? I, I I enjoy a bigger crowd just because I can't see everyone's faces. I can see people. Yeah, I tried yeah. not to make I can see people, but here I can see how you guys are reacting. Um, like, if I, I, you know, I recently just, like, I, I sing in church most Sundays at still at home and I see my dad in the corner. My dad taught me how to sing and I can always see his face at church because the room is small and he's always like, hmm, should have opened your mouth more. Or like, he, he gives me notes. Um, I was thinking so, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I enjoy the energy of a large crowd. Um, I, imagine the, I imagine the tennises have gone up in the church, have they? A few, a few people from like, you know, rival parishes come over to yeah. check you out? Not really. Most of the time it's just like, you know, the... um. The community, like since I've been a kid, it's been a lot of the same people. And, um, but actually, a couple of weeks ago, a woman, a woman did come from Adelaide, <laughs> found my church, and come and see me at church. And she's like, I've been listening to you for a long time, and I had to come see you. And I was like, Oh well, you picked, <laughs> you picked the you picked the odd day to come to a show. Well, you get a free ticket, I guess. Just I hope yeah. you paid your tides. Yeah. <laughs> we love Guy Sebastian on this show, and I just saw yesterday him post something about I think it was maybe twenty years since his idol um, that winning moment, and yeah. he often talks about how he got his start in church, and often that's where some of the most beautiful singers are, yeah. um, and so many people wouldn't know that there's this pocket of of beautiful music. There. Yeah, well, gospel music ever since like my my mum and my dad. Um, and all my aunties and uncles all played in church. My mum was a singer and um, she's she's a beautiful singer and they taught me everything I know and um, the, like about gospel music and even still like um, most of the time when I get off stage or if I'm like laying down in bed or in a car or on a plane, I listen to a lot of gospel music and yeah, kind of, I, I really um, stay strong with, with my roots. Yeah. Yeah. How um, therapy itself, is that about something that, actually happened in your life or um well it was written by sarah aarons and mm -hmm. stint 
um, mm-hmm. who are both incredible writers and producers. And um, I heard the demo for it. I didn't, I didn't write it, um, but I heard the demo and I, I was having it. Uh, me and this girl wasn't uh, having too much of a great time. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, this is the perfect song. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think it's really amazing how, you know, music can kind of, you can relate your story to it. And it really, when I heard it, it definitely, you know, played on my heartstrings a bit and I just had to sing it. And yeah, thank you so much, Sarah and Stint for letting me sing it. Have it's you heard from the song. girl for, uh, is X now? Um, or it, Yep. We don't but, need to talk about no, okay. <laughs> I think we, we don't need to talk about that. We can just talk I about it. we have our online too, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and you supported Ed Sheeran uh, recently. I mean, that's, what was that like? Oh, you know, it's a oh, big man. place to start, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> Yo, oh, this year's been like pretty crazy. Um, Mr. Sheeran, uh, such a blessing and his family. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm, you know, forever be, you know, so grateful to that man and his family for um, bringing me and my family along too. Um, because we never, like my band is my cousins and just boys from home. And we grew up in a small beach town in a little small Aboriginal community. And for us to, you know, pull up to stadiums with the biggest pop star in the world was <laughs> like, every day we were just like, what the heck is going on? This It didn't feel real and it still don't feel real. What was the biggest thing that surprised you about him? Or his entourage or crew or just hanging out? It's, just, uh, well, it's all been people, like a lot of his crew's been with him since he was 18 and have watched him grow up. His security guard, you know, um, he says he's like he's one of his sons. He watched his son grow up and get married and have kids and play stadiums because they've all been there from the start. And um, so for me, coming from, you know, my community and having my family come on tour with me too, I felt it, it he felt, you know, really like someone from my home mm. and he made us feel so uh, at home and, and a part of their family as well. Yeah. What was the best bit of advice he gave you over that time? He said on stage, and this was the, this really stuck with me this year. He said, um, someone had asked him what is, I think, I think it was talking about Stevie Wonder. I think someone asked Stevie Wonder, but he talked about it on stage. Um, they asked him what they thought their best song was that they had written. And um, he said that, he hadn't written it yet. And that bit of ah. advice stuck with me because I'm always writing songs and we're always rehearsing, trying to make the show in better, uh, better and improve up upon ourselves. And if something doesn't work out, we can always just, you know, write a new song or, or you know, rehearse a different song and, and try different things out. There's, um, there's no end yeah. to how, how much you can get up and try again. Yeah. Yeah. So much more to chat to you about, including your next gig, which you're about to announce. Can you stick around? Yeah. You've got no choice. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy, if you drive home the Savo, we've got Pete Hellier filling in for Tommy today, which has worked out great for you, Pete, because you just got to see the amazing Budgera perform live for us, and we've still got him with us. When you're singing, you can, you know, this is watching you. I was, you know, I was literally sitting a few metres away. But where do you go in your head? You feel like you, you almost disappear, don't you? It means a lot to you. Yeah, oh, I just love to sing so much. Um, I try to get into, like, character. Um, as you can see, I'm feeling pretty happy today. I had a nice coffee and I just had a great <laughs> sandwich. Um, but I have to really get into the mood of like, yeah, I want to tell these people they're crazy. And um, you got to remember I gotta, that. I got to try. I, I got to remember the feeling. Um, yeah. yeah. And when and and when you sing therapy live, are we the only ones who have clapped halfway through? Or is that, does that happen quite often? Um, sometimes it's a clap. It depends on a crowd. Sometimes you, you get a real quiet crowd that are very intensive. 
I like the cheering and the clapping. It makes me feel um well, you're like, a rock star. It makes me feel like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. As long I just like it when people appreciate the music. If they don't, um, I, I'd appreciate um some notes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I had a little chuckle reading um that you were talking about being starstruck when you're on a red carpet by seeing JoJo, um, who I love too. Leave Get Out is one of the all-time. Yeah, great she's songs. one of my favorite singers ever. She wasn't there. It was just someone that looked like oh, her. It wasn't even her. <laughs> her. She's in New Zealand. Um, but we have a few mutual friends. Um, oh, and and I seen uh, my friend Nat Dunn was there. Um, who's really good friends with Jojo. And I was like, is Jojo here? And she's like, no, she's in New Zealand for, <laughs> for R&B Fridays Live. And um, I was like, so who did I see? And so all night at the Arias, I was like looking for, for that woman. Jojo that lookalike. Looked, yeah. It was, it, was, it was like I seen a ghost. Uh, pretty crazy. Did you party hard at the Arias? No, we, I, I sat down and I ate my food and then I went and I got changed and uh, did my check and... Um, I'm a, I'm an early night person. Halfway, Are you? I, I I admit, like halfway through the night after I performed, I like hit a wall and I was falling asleep. <laughs> Congratulations to everyone and all the performers. <laughs> Makeback was amazing. Um, but uh, once eight o'clock hits, I'm like eight asleep. o'clock. That's me, and I'm in my forties. What um, are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just like I wake up early and I like to go to sleep early. Um, because I don't drink or I'm not really a party person or nothing. I like to keep it chill. Um. I did go to one um, after party though, just to say hey to everyone and thank you to my team and because um, I really couldn't have done it without them. And so I just wanted to go and show my appreciation. And then I just went to bed. <laughs> um, I was like, all right, peace out. It was, I was at home before 10 p.m. Um, but aren't yeah. you buzzing still from the performance? Like when I do, I do a lot of stand-up comedy and I, if I go home straight after the gig, if it's, if it's a good one, you're still buzzing. I need to stay up for a little while. Yeah. No, I, I just I just crash, man. <laughs> <laughs> in, but afterwards I do, like I, I've probably watched it a hundred times back. Um, and I know my sister, my little sister as well, she's learned all the steps um, as well. She's watched it a hundred oh, times. So um, How would she? She's... um. She's nine. Wait, how am I? I'm 21. She's 19. Yeah. And can she sing too? She's a, my, both my sisters and my little brother are both amazing. They're all amazing singers. You need to have a family band happening. I'm trying to get them on stage <laughs> with me, but they won't. Oh, really? Um, I'm trying to. I love, they all have amazing voices. Even my, my cousin here, Jarla, who was playing guitar, he's got an amazing voice. You said you like um, Michael Jackson. Maybe you could be the new Jackson five. You know? We could give it a go. We could give it a go. Yeah. When, have you, have you heard your song being played on the radio? Have you been in the car and heard your own song? Yeah, I, I have. I'm not. You turn often. it up. You turn it up. I, I do. I do turn <laughs> it up. I wanted to. I wanted to petrol station. Like, uh, I'm not sure when, but I, I, like near where I live, and I was like, "This is." They started playing my song through the, through the roof, you know, and uh, I was like, "This is my song to the to the guy at the cash <laughs> register," and he, they were like. Oh, mate, you're joking. And I was like, oh, it really is. And they didn't believe me. Did you start um, singing just to prove it? No, I didn't. I, I was like, oh, well, well, I'm not famous yet, I guess. So I yeah. Can we talk about Music in the Park, which is presented by Always Live? This is awesome. It's a gig in the park. It's been curated uh, by Tones and I. The Veronica's are there, Cat Empire. Yeah. It'll be awesome. How did it come about? How did, how did you end up well, doing it? Well, me and Tones, we have the same management, and I kind of just got a call that um, – she was curating this festival and she wanted to have me. And I was like, okay, I'll do anything for Turns and I. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited because uh, I've only seen her perform once. Uh, and I think she's got one of the most beautiful voices ever when she really like 
gets into the singing. She has beautiful vibrato and um, I'm all about that. I yeah. heard her perform um, at this like really intimate private gig about maybe six weeks ago now yeah. and you could hear a pin drop like everyone. It was with some young girls there who yeah. don't ever stop talking and they all <laughs> just had their mouth open because she was so, just her singing like like you just did then to us singing and then she did like a Tay-Tay cover because one of the girls wanted yeah. her to do it and she absolutely nailed it. I'm not going to say better than Tay-Tay because I know we love Tay-Tay on the station, but like really great rendition. She's so talented. Yeah. She's incredible. And before before you go, um, please apologise to your mother. I know she was excited oh, about Tommy yeah. being here and you uh, – yeah. <laughs> She called me. She really wanted – she wanted to say hi. So if you can pass a message to Tommy. We'll yep, get it. We'll sure. get it to Tommy. Yep. Yeah, she loves you guys. <laughs> I mean, hi back to her, even though she didn't say hi to me. She's going to hear this back and be like, hey, yeah, mom. What's her name? Mary. Hey, Mary. Call you Mary. <laughs> um, well, enjoy music in the park. We hope it's awesome. Um, you're incredible. Come back anytime. We love having you perform. And, Thanks yeah, so much. Good luck Thanks with everything. Yeah. Carrie and Tommy. Across Australia, if you drive home this afternoon, it's Carrie and Tommy. But no Tommy today. We've got Pete Hellier filling in and hurry into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, guys. Shop the huge range of fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Yeah. What would you like, Pete? I'm going to go in there and get some fragrances. Mm. Great price for fragrances. Mm. I can get you Ellie Saab, 90 mils for $89.99. I can get you Inspire by the Inspired Unemployed Boys, if you'd like. That's 100 mils for $29.99. What would you like? The VB fragrance. Well, that's not. I didn't offer you that. Oh. I can get you Victor and Rolf Spice Bomb, 90 mils for 119 Yeah, that one. <laughs> the most expensive one. <laughs> Go in there, get everybody, including Pete Hellier, a gift for Christmas, Chemist Warehouse, uh, for their Christmas fragrance sale. So today is a very special day. It is World Children's Day. And if you ever wonder... If the future, um, what the future looks like, you just look to our kids and you go, the future is in safe hands because they have got things sorted so much more than we do. I think we all abuse the planet and our poor children go, we are going to be here, the ones saving it. And but They would be absolutely astounded that we took two cars into work today. Well, we could have carpooled. We could, have, we could, have carpooled. We, we could learn something from these kids. You see them all at the rallies. You see them on social media. They are so vocal, so beautiful, and they, um, yeah, they just have hope for the future, and that's what I love about our kids. And as an ambassador for UNICEF, I've been getting behind World Children's Day uh, today because they're doing their first ever A Minute of Loudness, and there's over like 200 schools around the country who are joining in to draw attention to how the climate crisis is impacting on kids in Australia, because it is the kids who are going to be the ones left with the damage that we have done. Um, and one of the beautiful things is kids are coming in, they're going to talk, they're going to sing, they're going to clap, they're going to cheer, they're going to play instruments, they're going to raise signs. They are going to sing and talk from the rooftops about how this is an urgent climate crisis that we all need to pay attention to. Our governments, all of us need to um, do everything we can to try and reverse the impacts. Um, because what I found fascinating was that 90% of kids in Australia have already experienced at least one climate disaster in their lifetime. And that's kids. So if you think of how long they're going to be on this planet, how many different climate disasters they will experience. It is incredibly unfair. Um, and if you do want to um, get involved, it's not too late. You can just go to minuteofloudness.unicef.org.au or visit the UNICEF Australia website. But I thought, let's let the children of this beautiful country tell us what they want us to care about. Hi, I'm Elliot. I'm seven years old. I get excited about video games. The thing that matters to me the most is the planet. I care about peace in the world and being nice to each other. My name is Luca and I'm five years old. What's the thing that excites you the most, Luca? Going to the zoo every day. 
what's the thing in the world that matters to you the most? My mum. And what's an issue that's really important to you? I don't eat Nutella. I'm Sarah and I'm 10 years old. An issue that I care about deeply is polluting the ocean with rubbish that comes off the beach. I'm Harry and, and I'm four. Don't drop anything in the water like like plastic. My name is Luca and I am nine years old. Well, I think that it is sad that animals are being hurt and losing their habitat and even losing their family from climate change. Hi, my name is Lila and I'm seven years old. What's the thing that matters to you most? Uh, not getting microplastic in the sea water so the turtles don't in the sea animals don't get hurt and it's, there's a 50-50 chance they can die. Kids are the best. Mm. I know that was a quite a <laughs> tough note to end on. There's a 50-50 chance they could die. They could. That is why we need to do something, and that is why our kids are doing a minute of loudness today. Carrie and Tommy. You drive home this afternoon, it's Carrie and Tommy, but no Tommy today, so we've got Pete Hellier filling in. And, Pete, you are one lucky man that you are here today, mate, because mm. every Monday we play Same, Same, But Something, and it's always a weird version of our same same but backwards game it's a dumb game that i'm trying to get removed so enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> mm. how, how does it compare with the other dumb games you play on the show it's the dumbest the dumbest of the dumb. okay yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah wow what's this uh, this week's theme so recently we had uh fifi box on the show mm. and she uh revealed to us the time she was on dancing with the stars oh, when she'd had her in yeah she mm. she was on painkillers because we should play this to Pete have we got this yes we do she was on painkillers because she'd um injured her foot in oh, no. rehearsal but they made the show must go on Pete yeah and they put her back on with this injured foot and painkillers and this is her talking to Daryl the very end of <laughs> you you went off they packed it in ice she, so you... um yeah I had X-rays and uh... And the doctor, we put it heavily strapped and I'm on painkillers. Right. Um, we, the doctor hasn't given the okay yet, but um, hopefully. Okay. Well, <laughs> well you, you, you've done. Is that not the funniest bit of audio you've ever <laughs> I thought, I thought for some reason, I thought she was going to like, do a shot or something. That's what I thought. That's what, I was just waiting for a noise. I was waiting for like a little. <laughs> and then you realise, oh no, she's off her chops. <laughs> so what's the, what have you done so with same, in, same, but something? In honour of Fifi, we're going to do this. But Fifi boxed after she fell down the stairs on Dancing with the Stars and then took painkillers and then went live on air. And the doctor we've got heavily strapped and I'm on painkillers. So are these so, songs? So they sound, Fifi sounds like she's talking a little bit in slow motion. So we've slowed, slowed down some, some of these songs. And you've got to guess what the song is. Okay. It's a real stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it really just an excuse <laughs> to play Fee's audio again, if I'm honest. Um, so buzz in with your name. Here okay. is your first song. Two trailer park girls oh. go around. Hey. It's Eminem. And it is. Um, three without me. Oh, he's very good. Wow. He's on the board. I like this game. It's not a dumb game at all. You're good at understanding people slurry. Right? <laughs> Here's your second song. In a keep on demonstrate in my love, my, my love, love, my, my love, my lovely my love. love. Yeah. Uh, hey. My humps. <laughs> By Black Eyed Peas. 
I'm never this generous when I'm playing with Tommy. <laughs> oh, that's the excuse. I'd be far more competitive right now. <laughs> well, I thought you got to answer the question. I thought that was the that but you I was giving it to answer. you because I'm such a generous, don't, generous don't, co-host. Don't if, I, if I win, same, same, but something, I want to win it properly. Well, if you get the next one, you do win. So let's see what Bickers does here. I'm building my own foundation. Carrie, Beyonce, motivation? No. um. (laughs) Would you like to hear the audio again? Um, Yes, please. (laughs) I'm building my own foundation. It's Beyonce. Break, break my soul. Yes. Yes. Very good. That was just charades yes. of you and Red Guy Eli. Yeah. <laughs> it was the soul bit you couldn't quite work out, wasn't it? Yeah. There was nothing going on. Was, I love that song. Break my soul. Well done. Thank you very much. First time you've ever won. Same, you're same, re- but something. You're really bad at that game. No, nah, I'm not usually. Actually, I am really bad at that game. I'm usually bad at that game. Let's listen to Fifi one more time, please. You, you went off. The, they packed it in ice. Said, also, um, yeah, I had x-rays and... Uh, and the doctor, we've got it heavily strapped and I'm on painkillers. Right. Um, we, we, the doctor hasn't given you the okay yet. But, um, she did a whole but dance well, performance before that chat. <laughs> that, that should be illegal. <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Visit the Athlete's Foot for Cyber Weekend offers this week. Now, that's fit. What have you got for us today? So, so much love coming in for Coldplay's performance in Perth at the weekend at the big Optus Stadium. It looked magical. It did look magical. Um, And there was a beautiful tribute he did. So he performed Saturday night and Sunday night. And Saturday night he was so moved that he went back to his hotel and he actually wrote a song about Warney, who was um, a good mate of his, and then he performed it impromptu on the Sunday night at his Sunday night Perth show. Have a listen. Well, friends come, friends go. There are some people you're lucky just to know. If I could, I'd do it all again. Thanks for everything. Jinx. There was people talking the yeah, whole way I was going to mention that people were talking throughout the song. Surely when Chris Martin has a new song about Shane Warne. <laughs> you stop. You stop and you, you listen. At least at least he wrote an original song, not like Elton John who just re, reworked his words. You know. Ouch. Yeah. Brutal. You're going to take down Elton well, no, John. I'm not taking down <laughs> Elton John. It's all right. It but was to go sing to an her, original yeah. as opposed, he could have just reworked Yellow or, you know, done something no, like that. he got on the Casio got on, and he came inspired. out with a new song. Yeah. In honour of that. Oh, and he's announced some new shows. Melbourne City next year, October, November, which will be awesome as well. So the rest of the country can see some of that magic. Let's put on some of that magic sky full of stars. Carrie and Tommy. For Monday afternoon, it's Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. No Tommy today. We've got Pete Hellier filling in. And if you liked a bit of Macklemore there, well, you'll love this. Oh. It's your boy Macklemore. We're back. Let's have some fun. This is exciting. Macklemore is coming back to Australia for headline shows in May. You can get your tickets from FrontierTouring.com. But we have tickets for you and three friends to go see him live. What a fun night out. Yeah. Jesse, you're in? Yeah, Let's absolutely. go together. He was awesome at Friday's Live last year. We need what, who, who else are we going to pick? Mm. Mm. Oh, <clears throat> producer Pip's throwing her hands up, but I think we were talking about Pete Pip. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bicklemore. 
<laughs> you can come, Pete, if you want to come see Macklemore. But if you guys listening want to see Macklemore, 13 10 60, call us now. You can also go to carryandtommy.com.au as well. Follow Carrie Vidmore and Tommy Little on socials at Carrie Tommy Show. Now that the show's over, Carrie and Tommy can go sort out their Christmas shopping. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Shop the huge range of fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Bye. Bye.